Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Wednesday, April 19, 2023. Uh, you will look at the clock behind me and it says Tuesday, 2.35 p.m. We are recording this right now, Tuesday, 2.35. And you will see this on Wednesday morning if you're on the Pacific Northwest Coast watching live. So we're going to bring Yvonne Atia on here momentarily, but we'll just quickly uh, run a quick spot to remind you where your um, generous donations are going. And we appreciate it very, very much. So, go, Warren, go ahead and run that. Uh, some of those spots that they've developed for us, uh, Caitlin's done that. Uh, Caitlin Sally is the daughter of Mike and Lori Sally, who are in Uganda a lot and have developed that village there called Field of Dreams. So, uh, Mike and Lori work full-time for uh, Field of Dreams, for Show Mercy is the name of their organization, Organization, but they also work full-time for Elijah's Dreams. So uh, that, that gives them access to the photos of the wells that we're digging for them uh, on, their, uh, on and around their ministry. It's not all for their ministry. Sometimes it's places out and about, uh, but we are, we're very careful. We don't talk about that that much, but we're very careful to make sure that they have boots on the ground. Wherever we dig the wells, we want them to be able to be managed and uh, kept up. And uh, if there's something that breaks down, we need boots on the ground so that we don't just put in an expensive hand pump well and then let it go, uh, let it just break break down. So we don't want to do that. Um, so anyway, I just, um, some of the videos that I started to say uh, show that the horrible water conditions, there's a greater emphasis on these dirty water well, water sources, not wells. They're just runoff or building runoff or that one shot towards the beginning. There's a motorcycle in there uh, being washed. And at the same time, they were getting their water from that same dirty mud puddle. So uh, your your generous donations are literally giving life in three, one new fresh well. They also call those boreholes out there. One new fresh well every three days over there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. All right, time to bring on Yvonne Atia. So here we go with that. Hey, Yvonne, good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. It is a pleasure. Uh, well, listen, you and I talked before the show. And I, actually, I, pro I, I promised the viewers I was going to ask you this before I asked you. <laughs> so sorry about that. <laughs> But we were talking, um, I think it was this morning earlier, and you were talking about the um, the trances that sometimes God has you in uh, each day. I've seen your, my wife and I have been to your home there in Miami. We we love you and mean it very much. We've seen where you pray. We've seen where you're doing the show. Um, but you actually clarified either t this morning or yesterday that going into a trance is almost an everyday thing with you. Talk about that, that before we get into the context here of this show. <laughs> Amen, amen. You know, Steve, for me, like trances are connected to a way of prayer. So I've developed a prayer life. And I think for our lovely viewers hearing this, I never want to come across as that's something that only happens to Yvonne. Right. This is an invitation to the whole body of Christ. And I think what limits people or what hinders people from accepting or even receiving those trances is that this deep theology that's uprooted in and God really needs to deliver us from it. Like just things like this doesn't happen to people or you got to have a, a certain, you know, you got to be like a, a saint or something. All those ideas that are, you know, embedded in our theology. So we really need to get back to just basics like a child. And, you know, I am like a child in, in God's, uh, how can I say, in God's backyard. So I didn't really know that these transits can happen, but I have developed a prayer life. And in my prayer life, being like a child, you come across different Bible passages. For example, when Jesus was saying, I'm going to go to the Father. And a lot of the disciples missed that. But Philip picks up on that. And he's like, I want to go. Like, how do you go? How do you go to the Father? And Jesus said to him, Philip, 
I can't believe you're asking me this question. I'm with you all this time and you don't even know if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So I just came to learn that right now I'm not with Jesus. I'm in Jesus. He's in me. And a lot of the time when those trances begin, this is how I start my prayer. I begin to tell God this, I'm in you. You are in me. We are one. And I would say that a couple of times to remind my body and soul and spirit that I no longer am me. I have died a long time ago. And the life that I live right now is in union with Jesus. There's no separation. Uh, even my weaknesses, my faults, it does not separate me from who he is. So the moment I enter my prayer closet with that understanding, that is when those trances begin. But to make it simple and easy for a lot of people, what really hinders many of us is the worries of this world. Okay. So we have disappointments, we have fears, we have struggles. And when we come to pray, they come in the way. And especially if we're offended at God or we wanted something that just didn't come up our way. So what I normally do is I normally begin the first type of prayer is what I call the prayer of recollection. I tell God verbally what is worrying me. So I will say, and I bring it to my attention, God, I'm really struggling with this. I'm worried about this. This didn't go my way. And then I will stop. And now I know that God already knows what is worrying me. That is why where it says, cast your cares on him. The moment all those cares are gone, they literally leave my mind. I then enter a place of love. So in that place, I'm in the presence of God, but I begin to steal my mind. In other words, I tell my mind, God already knows everything that is worrying me. He's aware of everything and it is a high priority on his desk or wherever God is seated on the throne. He knows he's aware he's working on this in the background. Therefore, I have nothing to worry about. So I begin to remind myself of that. And all of a sudden, Steve, I'm rested. You know, I'm at peace. I'm surrendered. And when I am totally at peace, rest and surrender, wow. I begin to approach God in the spirit realm out of love. And not just that, out of an expectation that something's going to happen today. There's no, there's never a time when I pray and nothing happens because I am putting a demand and an expectation. You know, Jesus said this. He said, you don't receive because you don't ask. So when I pray, I'm like, God, I wonder what you're going to show me today. I So I'm already super excited because I know that something is going to happen. And so I am rested I am completely approaching God, not out of offense, not out of a place of a sinner. And that's where a lot of people go. They, they come and say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Yes, that's true. But why don't you say I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? So when I come to before him, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And God the Father, the moment he sees me, he sees Jesus. Okay. So I have acceptance into into heaven. And so I begin to enter in the spiritual dimension. And the first thing that happens is I literally get cut off from this world. And my mind gets cut off because the mind is the biggest hindrance. It's where we, it's where we have learned to think rationally from this world. It's where we are limited. But when the mind is cut off, the supernatural being in you arises. All of a sudden, you're expecting to go into heaven. You're expected to see new things. And so the moment that happens, the moment you are disconnected from this world, you are connected to God in all his being. And Bonnie, and so when, that you, happens, when that happens and you say you're not connected with this world, is it a sense of, you know, that's the position I am, but God can do what he wants? Or do you realize it within or is it? Is it a thing? Is it true that you actually, I don't know how to ask it, but I'll just say, do you sometimes when you're in a trance, do you go there? Are you in heaven? And other times you're in a trance and you stay here. How would you describe what's going on? Okay. This can be scary for some people, but I'm just going to say it. Okay. If you've ever, if you've ever gone and had um, 
surgery. Okay. And before you have surgery, what they do is they sometimes give you anesthetic. Yeah. And so you take that injection and you're, you're wide awake, like you're wide awake. And then what happens is you immediately get cut off. Yeah. And so you don't even feel it coming. So you don't even feel like a little bit drowsy, a little bit sleepy. You just drop. And the moment you come back to being yourself, you will hear the doctor say, surgery is finished. It's like that. So it's like, and therefore I trust it because it's not up to me what I see. So yeah. it's not like open vision An open vision is sometimes you can make it up in your imagination, especially if you're praying for something, yeah. you know, the Bible says the spirit of a prophet is subject to the prophet. So therefore, if there's something that you totally dislike, you're going to imagine that because you already dislike it. A trance is not that. So for example, think of Peter, who was a radical Jew and hated the Gentiles. In a trance, he gets to see what he would never see in an open vision. There's no way he will accept that as an open vision. He sees a sheet. He sees all the unclean animals and the clean. And he hears the voice saying to him, kill and eat. And in the trance, he's arguing with God, saying, wow. God, how? I've never, ever. That. And then the Lord said to him, don't you dare. You know, <laughs> what I am made clean, don't you dare make unclean. Wow. And so he has this encounter. He wakes up and he's like, oh, that's when he goes to Cornelius through the trance, the Gentiles come to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wow. So God is inviting Steve. This is we didn't plan this. This is the Holy Spirit leading yeah. us this path. But the Lord is inviting the body of Christ into an invitation to come into the heavenly realms. I mean, you know, Steve, I teach about a lot of topics. But one of the topics that we just get so many emails and there's such a hunger is actually the heavenly realms. People want to know, how do you enter the heavenly realms? What do you see in the heavenly realms? Um, and so God shows you when you accept the invitation. So all of a sudden, you're like, okay, God, I accept it's like when Isaiah said, okay, God, send me. So it's exactly like that. And then you're like, okay, I'm expecting. So the first type of prayer is God, I'm going through all these issues. You say them to God. They leave your mind. Then you come back and you are rested. Take time to rest. I learned that our mind works faster than a bullet train. So nice. even while me and you are on the shore right now, there are millions and millions of thoughts that are going on in the back of our minds. So for us to come to a complete stillness in today's age has become very difficult because we're bombarded with information. You know, you yeah. open up your phone and there's like apps and messages and emails you you know then use is disturbing there's a lot and so how do you bring that to a complete stop you ask god i ask god every day so i'm like okay lord would you bring my mind to a complete stop and that is when it gradually but it happens very quickly and then yeah, once I'm, it, I'm gone yeah and um uh so you know you talked about um I've, I've had, everyone has relationship challenges, everybody. So this is not, so if, let's say I, I've had, even recently, I've been trying to practice this more and more and the Lord and I are getting tighter and tighter. I can't say I've gone yet like you're describing, but let's say there's a relationship that I'm struggling with and I'll, uh, I've heard you today say, give it to him and then basically let it go. Whereas I'm trying to make my mind stop thinking about it and that's not the way to do it. Sounds like giving it to him and then hands off, right? Because um, it's it because if you are still troubled with the relationship or any problem, I'm guessing you're probably not going to be able to enter that trance if you stay in that place. Would you say? Absolutely, Steve. You hit the nail on the head. And sometimes, let's say, let's talk about forgiveness. Let, let's yeah. say you're arguing, there's something going on, and we're all humans, and we are on the journey of forgiving, and you're, we're not there yet. For example, yeah. we're just not there. We want to forgive someone. We really, really want to, but it's a journey, and God is working on our heart. 
we will think that God would never allow me to come into his presence because I'm struggling with this issue. Now, that is the lie of the enemy. And we've got to come back and think, okay, what is the only qualification to enter the most holy place? The Bible says, according to Hebrew, that we enter the most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. That is the qualification. Yeah. It's not what I'm struggling for. So what I do is I will come and say to the Lord, Lord, I'm trying to forgive this person. I'm still struggling. I'm not there yet. But Lord, I surrender. I surrender my weaknesses. I surrender my issues, my problems, my mistakes, everything that I'm going. Lord, I surrender. So, so you know, Steve, God has reminded me of the story of the widow and uh, the unjust judge. Women in those days never went to court. So the fact that she is going there alone, it means that she has no brother, no father, no, no husband, no one. She wow. is alone and she's in the presence of a judge who does not fear God and does not care about people. In other words, it's a hopeless situation. And then Jesus said, if this unjust judge vindicated her how much more will i do this in other words when we pray we do not come into the presence of an unjust judge we come into the presence of a loving father he doesn't say oh you haven't forgiven this person you can't enter or you're struggling with this problem you he doesn't say that he looks at you and he's like oh wow steve's here my son's here you know, my daughter is here. That is how I see God seeing me. So therefore, it is so easy now to enter. I don't struggle and say, you know, I'm struggling with this. No, the, the truth is I have become one with Jesus. And it is the desire of his heart to show me and teach me about heaven. Really nice. Now, we, uh, because I've been in your home, uh, my wife and I, we, you've shown us where you pray, which is in a balcony off to your left. Okay, so I know where that is. Um, you're pretty, once you close that glass door behind you, um, it's pretty, you know, I don't know if neighbors up can hear you from their other balconies, but it brings me to this question, which may not be related to where you, what you are. Is when you're confessing these things, I know you've told me before you also speak in tongues as, you, as you're heading to being in the trance. Um, how do you feel like everything kind of needs to be out loud or do you say it under your breath or very quietly or, or how do you converse with God before you, before this trance thing happens? Yeah, I normally just, it doesn't have to be so loud, Steve. Sometimes I'll just talk to God, just like I'm speaking to you. Some people think that when they're speaking to God, all of a sudden they're going to be loud and they're going to be speaking in tongues. That's all well and good. But I talk to God like a best friend, like, a, you know, I, yeah. I call him, you're my divine lover. So when I come into his embrace, I'm just like, Lord, here I am, you know, and this is, and I begin to literally just lay out everything that is worrying me. It doesn't take long, five, six minutes. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit will get me to gently speak in tongues. Then I'll be like, Lord, help me come to come into a place of stillness, a place of rest a place of love and I enter this by faith and so it no works there's no works required and so I am completely rested I'm normally and I say that to, to help others get into that place I'm normally in a comfortable position and I don't have an appointment to run to because this is the thing when you your mind will not be able to enter a place of rest if you just think I've got something that's starting in 10 minutes or I've got something that's so I choose early in the morning I choose the time where it's okay because I don't know when I'm going to be back if God's got me there for an hour two hours three hours it depends on what he wants to teach me and this is the thing. Every time there's a new lesson, I think I was sharing with you that the other day he taught me a lesson about the intercession of the Holy Spirit. I never knew that. I knew about it, but I never actually uh, seen it. In that encounter, I, I, I entered into a boardroom and I was sitting opposite God the Father holding the hand of God the Son. Wow. And wow. I speaking it wasn't me speaking because I would never dare to speak to God the way that, that this happened so I found myself saying so there was someone else speaking in and through me 
Later on, I knew this was God, the Holy Spirit, who lives inside the believer. But he was basically saying to God, her time of blessing has come. We met before and we knew she was going to face this situation and that situation. And we agreed that if she was to pass the test, that this is how we're going to reward her. And I'm thinking... These, they're, they've been meeting behind my back. I didn't know all those meetings were happening. I didn't know it was that important. <laughs> and at the end, the Lord said to me, did you just hear this? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. These meetings have been going on and on and on. God, the Holy Spirit is interceding on your behalf, helping you to get through whatever you're facing. Then coming into my presence, reminding and agreeing with me and God the Son that the blessing, this is the time for it now. And I just said this, Steve, and I wept. So why do I say that? The purpose of the encounter is not for someone to come and say, I go to the heavenly realms. No, it's for me to learn what heaven's like and to help others enter this realm just like I do. You know, you told me about the Holy Spirit thing and you were shocked because it was, you heard it talking through your voice, but you knew it wasn't you doing it, which is a fascinating thing. But when when you realized when you were taught and now grasped that the Father and the Holy Spirit in you uh, were making a deal, you were coming to an agreement that if she does this when this in this next season or in next day, and she passes that and she 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 goes to that, we're going to reward her with such and such. And at the same time, now I'm realizing Yvonne that at the same time that's happening, there could be someone in the next house or home or wherever. Um, that is also, they, they could be next to you, and then there's someone else in, out in Oregon, which is the opposite coast. And there could be many thousands at the same time, and God is making deals with the Holy Spirit in them. At the same time, he's making deals with the Holy Spirit or agreements, whatever you call it, um, right? there, he, he is communicating with the Holy Spirit in you. The same Holy Spirit in me, meanwhile, is, is also agreeing with God about something. It could be happening at the same moment. Does that, does that sound about right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is why the Holy Spirit is so beautiful. That is why Jesus said, I have to live so that I can send you the Holy Spirit because Jesus was limited in the physical body in a geographical location. But the Holy Spirit is being poured out into every single believer. And the same Holy Spirit who lives in his entirety in you lives in me. That is why, I mean, when they killed Jesus, they thought he's done. They didn't know that billions of Jesus are going to be walking the planet. They're going to be, so this is what, and that is why it is beyond our understanding to comprehend but we gotta understand that i mean we tell each other pray for me pray for me which is beautiful but when i knew that even as i'm asleep at night god the holy spirit is talking to god the father and god the son how to guide me protect me, not just for Yvonne, but for every single believer who has the Holy Spirit residing in and through them. It blew my mind, Steve, because I had no idea that those meetings were going on. God knew whatever we're facing, God's not surprised. He doesn't think, oh, I can't believe that this has happened. It doesn't surprise him. He knew and he has a way out for us to be on the other side. So this is just to encourage so many people to press in, to to become so hungry, to be like, Lord, this is what I want more than anything this world has to offer. And as we do that, Steve, God's like, okay, they are hungry. I am going to bring the invitation for them to see the mansions that I've got for them, the, the wealth transfer that's coming to God's people, where our country and nation will be going. So it's, every, it's, so it's exciting. It is so exciting to be cut off from this world and connected to God and the news of heaven. So good. Well, I hope that motivates a lot of people as it's motivating me right now, because I just want to press in every day more and more and more and more. So I love that about making sure there's no distractions or appointments. Um, you know, my I, I will wake up in the morning and my laptop's not very far away. 
So I'm learning more and more all the time. To I start to pick it up, wait, put it back down, press in, and then I, I kind of it'll go dry a little bit, and I start to pick up my laptop, wait, and I put it back down. This is a little struggle, my flesh and me. So, well, listen, Yvonne, let's jump into what you have for the rest of uh, the day. Um, you know, I, I feel like this thing about the trance and, and this communication that you have with the Lord was very important. Certainly was for me. But jump into what what else you have for us. Amen. So, Steve, this is a word that God gave us at the end of March, and God gave it for April. And I'm going to share it because it, I'm not going to share the word, but I'm going to share what happened because it's actually so amazing. So I normally press into God before a month begins and just tell him, God, what do you have? Because the role of a prophet is not just to tell us what's happening, but also for God to show us why it's happening. And so in prayer, and I don't understand why, but I kept on hearing God saying, go to John 9. And sometimes it's difficult because I can tell you off by heart what John 9 is about. I've read it many, many times. It's about Jesus creating eyes for a man born blind. So I go and I jump into this text and I just begin to read, but with an open heart. God, would you speak to me about what's going on? And the first thing that I noticed, Stephen, this is going to help a lot of believers struggling with all the current events right now, with all what's happening in the media right now. But the first thing that I'm going to highlight is that they see this man, the disciples see a man born blind. And the first thing they say to Jesus is, who sinned? They are very engulfed as who did something wrong and how did this man end up where he is now? But Jesus said to them, don't worry about that. He said to them that my works, he said, this happened because my works will be on display. It says this, it says, neither this man sinned nor his parents. This happened so that the works of God might be on display. Wow. And the Holy Spirit to tell me, Yvonne, I want you to tell people that what is happening right now, my works are going to be on display. I saw like a canvas and I saw those beautiful paintings and I said, Lord, what is that? He said, get ready to see my works on display. And so I began to write this down and I began to think about two very specific things. The first thing that we got to see is that God, this is something he said to me, in this season, I am opening the blind eyes of men wow. to actually see what is happening. Because so many people did not understand all the current events that we're going through right now. But God is opening the eyes of so many people to see beyond the natural, to hear beyond what is said on the media and on the news. What is beautiful is this. When I thought about it, there was never a time that Jesus had opened the eyes of someone born blind. In other words, created them eyes. This is the first event ever. And I was thinking, yes, that's true. He healed a woman from the flow of blood. He did so many miracles. But to create an eye for someone who was born blind, that's a creative miracle. And I got to learn that the month of April has to do with creative miracles. Wow. And I'll tell you why in a second. But the number four has to do with when God completed even the material wealth in the book of Genesis. Not just that, Isaiah actually prophesied and said this, a time will come when the Messiah will come and he will open the eyes of the blind. So the Holy Spirit stopped me there. He said, you're coming into a season where prophecies are about to be fulfilled. Because when Jesus' disciples saw this miracle, they were like, we've never seen this before. But Jesus knew that Isaiah had already prophesied that a long time ago. And when he prophesied that, he was mocked. He was really, um, you know, they were very horrible to him. And we know how he died a brutal death because of his prophecies. But the time came through Jesus where those prophecies are going to be fulfilled. So 
I am, I would, I am believing that so many prophets prophesied and it's gonna happen and it's gonna happen in the least. It's not gonna be rational because the way Jesus healed this blind man is not a rational way. I mean, he spat on mud. He told him, go apply the mud. He went, washed, came, seeing. Who would believe that in the natural? So the Lord is saying that the miracle that's about to happen is going to be a supernatural miracle done by God himself. So I kept going. I kept praying. And I began to see something amazing, Steve. And so this is it. When his eyes were opened, no one believed him. His neighbors didn't believe him. They said, isn't he the man who used to sit and beg? And I said, God, who are the neighbors? And the Lord began to speak to me. Even at a national level, there are neighboring countries right now looking what is happening. They're looking and they're thinking, this is the end of this country. But the Lord is saying this. That even those neighboring countries, because of the great, great deliverance that's coming, because of the new Passover, and I'm going to talk about that in a second, they're going to be thinking, is this the same country? I mean, we, we knew where it was going. What is this turnaround? They did not know because of the great miracle. Now, what is beautiful is the religious leaders, they said to this man, it says that they were angry. And they said to the man, Jesus is a sinner. Give glory to God. And this is where the prophetic word came in. He said this to them. Whether he's a sinner or he's not, I don't know. I I was blind, but now I see. And then he said this, Steve. He said, never since the world began has it ever been heard that anyone had opened the eyes of a man born blind. And the Holy Spirit stopped me right there. He said, what is about to happen in this country has never, ever happened before. Wow. And I began to get so excited because we're entering into a time of great deliverance. And so what's amazing is that the enemy is also trying to do things that were never done before. Mm. We read this word in March 31st. We were in Kenya. It was 2 a.m. in the morning. And we said, God's about to do something in this country that was never done before. And the enemy is also trying to do things that were never done before. As we were saying that, my husband calls me over. And he goes to me, you need to see this. And I said, what? He said, look at what President Trump shared on his social media. Oh, really? And I was like, What did he share? That was literally two hours after we released that word. And I said, what did he share? And I'd love for it now to go up because I took a snapshot of it. But this is what he shared. Okay, so we need to put that. Let's hold on. Do you want us to put that up while you read it, Warren? If you got that message. There he is. Okay, go go for it. Okay, Okay. so I'm going to read from the third line. He said this. This is two hours later. He said, this is an attack on our country the likes of which has never been seen before. Wow. Wow. And we saw that, Steve, we were like, no way. This is the word that we just shared two hours ago. So the enemy is true. The enemy knows that what God's about to do, the deliverance that's coming has never been done before. So what is the enemy trying to do? The enemy is also trying to do what was never done before. When did we ever hear of those indictments of a previous U.S. president? Never. never so this never. is the first time. Never. And he said that. He said that at the beginning, that they tried to indict the 45th president of the United States so that he doesn't get into the elections. He said, which has never been seen before. So I want to encourage so many of God's people because what God's about to do has never been done before. The enemy is reacting. The enemy is manifesting, trying to do silly things that has never done before. So we need to see this as a victory on our behalf because this is a demonic manifestation, but God wins. 
And mm-hmm. so this is what I heard God say. I heard God say, just as the enemy is trying to bring a destruction in the likes of which has never been done before, my deliverance will also be the likes of which never has been done before. Wow. And then I connected the dots, Steve, and I was reminded of the mm. canvas that I saw at the store where God says, get ready because my works will be on display. And so I began to get so excited. I mean, how did this word, how was that shared? Two hours. I didn't know that was going to be shared on his social media. We were communicating that. We released a short video and bang, this word takes place. So we take it and pray and we need to laugh. And I, I, I say that to people all the time, Steve. In the ministry of deliverance, when you are delivering somebody from an evil spirit and they manifest and they become loud, it's because demons are scared. The, the light is being exposed so they don't know what to do. They don't know what, where to hide. That is what's happening before. Now, there's going to be a huge exposure that is coming. And the Lord, now I'm connecting all the dots. His works will be on display like a canvas. The blind eyes of many will be opened to the great deliverance that is happening. Now, we get into another, um, not, not another word, but we need to know all those events took place about a week before Passover. And a lot of people are like, why did all these events happen a week behind Passover, oh, before Passover? And I tell you something, Steve, this is going to encourage so many people. But why did this happen a week before Passover? Now, Jesus chose to go on the cross Literally in Passover. If the cross, so there's a message here. If the cross is only about forgiveness of sins, why would he choose Passover? Why does he not choose Yom Kippur? Wasn't that the time that the high priest would sure. go and why Passover? Good point. Why would he, right? Why would Jesus not choose, um, you know, Pentecost or Hanukkah or why Passover? And the Holy Spirit cornered me. He said, all these events are happening before Passover. And then we come into Passover and the death of Jesus. Why? And I was like, Lord, I I don't know. And through a lot of prayer and study, the Lord said this to me. Because Passover speaks of God rescuing Israel from slavery in Egypt. That is what Passover is. God won victory over Pharaoh and all of his hosts. So God was saying, why did this indictment and everything happen just before Passover? Because we're entering into a new Passover. We're coming into God, overthrowing every Pharaoh in the land, drowning them, and I'm speaking very prophetically, and doing his people. Why did these events happen just before Passover? God is telling you that don't be afraid, don't doubt. Don't, in actual fact, the crucifixion of Jesus was his actual enthronement as king. The slogan on top of the cross, the king of the Jews, is not a mocking statement. It is the enthronement of the truth that was yeah. about to come. So the cross of Jesus is not just about the forgiveness of sins. It's about King Jesus taking his place as king, overthrowing the demonic powers and authorities, drowning Pharaoh and every Pharaoh in the land and calling God's people into a new Passover, a new time of deliverance and freedom. And so, Steve, I became so excited because mm. I wasn't worried. I was like, people are scared. They're like, what is this and that? What's going to happen? And we sat there, honestly, me and me, laughing, thinking, the enemy is so stupid. Like, honestly, did you have to choose Passover? You, you didn't have to do any other time? Aha. God, we know that the way you raised your anointed son, Jesus, you're doing it again. You are raising the one whom you anointed. The Bible says God was the one who raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus could not have rose from the dead by himself. God is doing it 
again. So good, so good, so good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm thinking about that whole thing about that, um, and it occurred to me while you're talking about why did the enemy pick Passover, and I mean, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, well, sure. I mean, he he knew about the deliverance from in Passover right after uh, Pharaoh's firstborn was killed. And he goes, he he's probably saying to himself, watch this. I'm going to kill God's firstborn on this Passover. I'm going to make a mockery of this, and his and by doing so. Uh, he just inaugurated the move, you know, Jesus as King of Kings, Lord of Lords. So that's amazing. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah, that's pretty pretty stupid of him, isn't it? So. And, and God's doing it again now, Steve. Nothing has changed. Yeah. See, we panic. We panic, but we gotta we gotta now connect all the dots, connect yeah. when things are happening, why they're happening, and go to God's appointed times and season yeah. and stand back, laugh, laugh, laugh. And let me tell you what else we're gonna see in this time right now. Yeah. The Lord said this to me. The church as us as a nation, one of the most strongest prayers that we need to pray is mentioned. In Acts chapter 4. And I will yeah. tell you that one in a second. Acts chapter 4. So in Acts chapter 3, the disciples heal a lame man. They get threatened. And we're going to be seeing a lot of threats. But they tell them, do not speak of this name anymore. We don't want to hear the name. And what are we seeing today? A lot of people, even their social media platform gets canceled. Because they're just speaking what God's asked them to speak. So those threats were coming. And the disciple, well, Peter, who is always a quick speaker, he said to them, we're not stopping. There's no name under heaven by which we're going to be safe. We're going to speak the name. And so they threatened them. So they are now praying. And I'm going to tell you why this prayer is very important. They know that Jesus had resurrected. They know that he is king. So they begin to pray. But where they pick up from is a psalm, Psalm 2. Psalm 2 says this, why did the nation, it says, why did the rulers of the earth rage against the Lord and against his anointed? So what, so what the disciples pick up from, I'm going to read it because it's so powerful. It says, when they heard the reports, all the believers lifted their voices together to pray. We need as believers, to lift our voice together and pray this. He's, this is what they said. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. You spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through David. Why did the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel against the Lord and against his anointed. In other words, this psalm has been fulfilled again. So they say this, Steve. They said this is, and I'm going to say it out loud. They said, in fact, this has happened. And and he says this in this city. Four, now let's look at the characters because you'll see them playing out today. The first one is Herod. Then you have Pilate, the governor. So you see the political leaders. Then you have the Gentiles. Then you have the people of Israel. All united together against your Holy One. These people, Steve, if you have them in one room, they'll never be united. No way. You think about it. Herod wasn't talking to Pilate. And this is where the government comes in. Then you have the religious leaders. The religious leaders hated the Romans. And the Romans hated the religious leaders. Then you have the Gentiles. The Gentiles would never speak to the Jews. Mm, And the Jews would speak to the Gentiles. Mm. Then you have the people of Israel. Steve, you have four groups of people who would never unite. All of a sudden, they are uniting to kill Jesus. The same is happening right now. People who never unite 
you will begin to see all the forces of evil just coming together. Mm. Trying to kill God's anointed. But the one who, lives, who sits in the heaven is laughing. He's having a big laugh. Mm. Why? Because he resurrected Jesus. Because Jesus is king. Because he is the ruler of the universe. Because the government is in, on his shoulder. So because they know that and they're having a bit of a laugh too, they begin to say this prayer. They said, and now, O oh Lord, hear their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hands to heal and do miraculous signs and wonders in the name of your servant, Jesus. They did not back off. They did not become full of doubt and full of unbelief. They began to say that the prophecy of Psalm 2, God laughing at the unity of the enemy, has been fulfilled in Jesus. And we need to join with God laughing. We cannot be threatened. We cannot be scared. We need to sit and laugh. And we need to say, Lord, look at their silly threats. Like, honestly, this is so funny. This is a joke. <laughs> and so, Lord, increase your power. Increase your might. Take over the land. Establish your kingdom. You do your works with signs, wonders. Increase it through your supernatural power. And let the neighboring countries know. Let the people here know. Let everyone know that you are king and you are the one who chose who to take over. So good. So good. So good. Yvonne. Wow. Now, did we get everything? I want to make sure you covered everything. Is it? Um, yeah, I think, Steve, we pretty much covered this. I, I'm going to, at the end, pray for a sure. heavenly impartation and pray sure. for other stuff as well. Yeah, so, um, but yeah. I just want people to fear, not to be scared, not to be worried, because God is laughing, and we just need to join in this laugh. That's really good. I mean, you go clear back to Cat uh, Kerr saying, you know, God keeps saying just uh, eat cake and then celebrate. God's, uh, God's been in a good mood ever since this whole thing started. And all of this last two and a half, three years, he's been in a good mood. He never stopped being in a good mood. Uh, and, you know, and yet when he has disdain for the enemy, he laughs at them in derision. You know, so that's amazing. So, well, go ahead, Yvonne, and pray for the people. I know they'll really cherish that and what you've got a special Amen. anointing on you. And again, thanks for both this and uh, what you taught and shared about the uh, prayer time, because that's very, very, very helpful to me, to me especially. So, go ahead. Amen. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Father, I just thank you, Lord. Mm, I thank yeah. you. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. Holy Spirit, mm. come right now, Lord. And I know that you're here ever since we started the show. And I just yes. ask right now, God, that you will intensify your presence, increase your peace over us right now. Mm. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your people, God. I thank you because you are the one who is the creator of this whole universe. And yes, Lord, Lord, you're not panicking. You're right. not worried. You're not scared. You're in control. You have established your kingdom through mm. Jesus. And we give you all the glory for this. Father, right now, I just come and ask you that in the name of Jesus, Lord, everyone who is watching right now, everyone who is saying, Lord, yeah. I'd love to come into your embrace. I would love to have those mm. trends. I, I want to enter heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I take authority as your daughter. And Lord, I remove every hindrance, God, every fear, every struggle, every lie of the enemy, every condemnation, mm. God, that coming against them. And Father, I plead the blood of Jesus and I just thank you. And Father, I just ask you right now that even as they're watching this, God, that you would just get them to be caught up in the heavenly realm. Yes, Lord, Lord I release an impartation right now, Father, as you have done in my life, Lord, that you would do in their life and even more. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release the joy of God the peace of God, the gladness, God, the oil of gladness just to come upon them right now. Yes, and Lord. we'll rest in 
who you are, Father, that they will know that they have been accepted in the beloved, that they have become one with you right now, Lord. They're in union with who you are. And you are the one who is bringing them into a place of joy and victory. And Father, right now, I pray for this word, Lord, that in the name of King Jesus right now, what you're about to do, God, in this nation will be something like it has never done before. God, we are ready for a huge surprise. We are ready, Lord. We are laughing right now. And we come into agreement, God, with who you have ordained. And we say, thank you, Jesus. And we say, Lord, look at their threats and enable your servants right now to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hands to heal, God, and perform miraculous signs in the name of Jesus. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind sickness Mm. and disease right now. Those that are watching God, I release the healing power of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Whatever it is that you are suffering from right now, stretch out your hands. Lay your hands on your body and begin to say, Lord, I receive that for me. I receive that. Thank you, Lord, because you're touching eyes. You're touching You're touching bodies. And I just thank you, Lord, because we are rested. We get to sit back and relax and see you. Perform your great works on display like the canvas that you have showed me. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen and amen. Amen, amen. Juan, thank you so much. Hey, tell people about your ministry. Uh, Maybe you guys can figure out how to get her whole ministry uh, website there, celebratefreedomministries.com.org. What? Yeah, it is. so it's We actually have an upcoming event, Steve, about encountering the heavenly realms on May 25th, 29th. So people can go and register for that. We also have a whole school. Um, so if you are in need of inner healing or physical healing, you can go to the website. There's weekly discipleship classes. And there's my book as well, Revealing the Healer. Um, so this is all. They, they can, that can be done on Celebrate Freedom All of that same Celebrate Freedom Ministries. Org. So thank you so much, Yvonne. So after after today, I'm going to see you in Israel, and not that many days hence from now. I will be in touch before that, but that's going to be exciting. Uh, hey, quick reminder that Donna Rigney will be our guest on Thursday, uh, at the same time, 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific. Thanks again, Yvonne. Give, uh, give Doreen and my love to Mina as well, and your two beautiful children. They're not children anymore. They're young adults. So, yeah. So. Thank All you right. so much, right. Steve. You're welcome. God bless you. Have a great day, everybody, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.